Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me discord. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Lottie's looking at these rats because they're floating rats. They are floating rats, yeah. That's pretty exotic. And she's like, I wonder what those taste like. Yes. (laughs) She really enjoys eating exotic foods and can't get more exotic than a floating rat. Are they endangered? If they're not endangered, I don't care. (laughs) But I do want to collect one for other purposes. Dr. Graham won't mind, as he's no longer here. No. He is dead, dead under the ground. He is no more tango for him. Is he dead? I thought he was only missing. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Just a look. (laughs) It's a three-way exchange. We all know what we're thinking. No one's saying it out loud. Mm, Yes. Yes, Professor Graham is missing. (laughs) I take a rat. (laughs) Oh, I'll take one too. They are quite literally weightless, so... I've returned, but I have not witnessed that. (laughs) Tie a string to its, like, tail or something. (laughs) Hold it like a balloon. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. She does not do that. (laughs) Nick! (laughs) I want that. Please do that. (laughs) Rat on the string. (laughs) Wait, what are we... Where are we going? (laughs) This is it. This is the quest. <laughs> in that summer's eve, in the dryness of the mountain, beams of sunshine whispered at my back and became my captain. 
So I became a slave to the one that uplifts and left me cartwheeling. As you roll down there, poking around Dr. Graham's former laboratory, you could each give me a spot hidden roll if you want to notice something. Oh, hell yes. Oh, here we go. Vivian rolled a natural one. And I, I got a six, which I think is extreme. I also got a six. <laughs> hey, hey. I'm not even going to roll. <laughs> so we've got two extremes and a critical. We're all just trying to look anywhere but at Darwin. So we're just like, oh, okay. Okay. Well, um, Yeah, floaty rat. (laughs) The two of you who got extremes notice that there is a section of the brick wall in the, the cellars that does look like it's been more recently mortared than the rest. Certainly the bricks look a bit cleaner mm. and so on. And I think on a zero one, Vivian notices that not only is this new brickwork, but from the state of the mortar, you're certain that this was done about a month ago. I assume Vivian gets there like first. And she's walking up to it and just is looking at it with this, you know, evaluatory expression. Vivian, what have you found? <laughs> I just I was I was trying to avoid uh, speaking or, or talking or looking or listening or engaging with um, Darwin at all, which I honestly don't believe that mesmerism is considered a doctorate in any condition. So I don't know why he's assigning himself a title that he doesn't actually have. That field isn't recognized by any actual. Anyways, if I was looking at the bricks on this wall and I find it very interesting, uh, can you tell at least from the shapes in the mooring here? This looks like this was just put up within, I would say, anywhere between the last 30 days or so. What I love is that she says what we're all thinking. Yes. <laughs> what do you think is back there? I don't know, but they did a very sloppy job of trying to keep it from us. We should unveil it. Agreed. Indeed. I'll go upstairs and try to find some tools. Are there any tools in this lab, by any chance? Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. Oh, even better. Not like brickwork tools, but there's certainly stuff that you could use as improvised ways of knocking through bricks. Charles. I'll have you know that mesmerism is a subfield of parapsychology, which is a well-respected field. Charles. (laughs) Yes, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Your muscles, are they simply for display? No, I find that they make my magnetism irresistible at times. Fantastic. Could you put them to use on this wall here? Dr. Mitchell, now that you've seen my etheric resonators, I wonder if maybe we could set up a private session. Does that work with other women, just out of curiosity? (laughs) Have you had success with that tack before? Not here, but in America, you'd be surprised. Not here! (laughs) But the Americans love it! Uh, Yeah, knock the wall down. Is that what you want want me to do? Uh, Yes, I I would love to attempt that. Watch this, Dr. Mitchell. (laughs) There are a number of things on the desk that have got a bit of heft. There's a big paperweight you can use as an improvised hammer just to start smashing through the brickwork, for example. 
Is there a typewriter just so it feels more destructive? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, on a brick wall. Yes. All right. Yeah, just slamming every object into it until it works. Um, <laughs> okay, that's certainly at least a hard success. Yeah, it's a hard success. Oh, here we go. You start hammering on the wall. He's grunting like a tennis player. I'm going to die. <laughs> what the rest of you notice is Charles is obliviously hammering away with this now broken typewriter against the brick wall is the smell that's coming out from behind the bricks. You might have been expecting a smell of corruption, maybe if there was a body walled up there or at least a musty smell. But instead, the smell that's coming out from there is... In fact, Lottie would probably associate it with a tropical jungle, maybe? Oh, what? Oh, well, that is unexpected. And suggests perhaps some delightful and unexpected plants. I think that she's excited and she'll kind of like come up behind Charles. Right, put your back into it. Come on, come on. Work faster. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. Please don't mind the pheromones. I'm working very hard here. I will try my best. I will do my level best to ignore the pheromones. <laughs> and he's just, yeah, slamming away at the brick wall. I'll start using my boots too, just trying to kick through it. <laughs> my God. <laughs> okay. You managed to demolish the wall quite nicely. And behind there, there's just a fairly small space before the original brick wall that's behind there. And in it, there is... On the ground, there is... It doesn't perhaps catch your eye, first of all, because it's gloomy, but there's a spot on the ground that's just darker than everywhere else. And there's warm air coming through it. Warm, moist air. Oh! Like magnetism, I think maybe we should um, try to create some ripples and uh, throw a stone in, into the darkness. Why not? Uh, I think Lottie will pick up a bit of rubble and toss it at the... You said it's just a dark spot? Hmm. 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 That... It works. And what happens? Great. Yeah. So <laughs> can she throw a stone at it? Yeah. You toss a broken half brick in there. The brick just disappears inside. Just vanishes. <gasps> oh. <gasps> Interesting. What was Dr. Graham's field of study again? If I recall correctly, he was a physicist. Well... The possibilities. Yes. Dr. Mitchell, do you have a, a hanky I could borrow? I'm sweating quite a lot. Is there a reason why out of all the individuals in this room, you are just intent on directing all of your inquiries towards me? <laughs> oh, I just, I felt like we were more interconnected than the others. Um, oh, no worries. I will um, probably continue, but I... That was an incorrect feeling that you're wrestling with right now. Noted. <laughs> We all feel closer to you than we wish to, Dr. Darwin. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Loveless. Gross. So it's very interesting. So Dr. Graham had some type of some type of portal or dimensional capabilities or pocket here that was hidden behind a wall within the last 30 days. And he's working with rats that don't interact with the gravitational field the way that they should. This is really fascinating. And then she's going to go jump directly into the puddle. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes. I mean, like, it's just she's talking about it. And she's like, oh, yeah. So let's and then like step forward and just drop. Wonderful. 
Yep, the rest of you just see Vivian disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Lottie is excellent. Tally ho! And just follows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> straight through. This is the way! <laughs> Smells like a jungle! <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Darwin. Do you think they were just trying to get away from me? Ah, there is a 90% chance that might be true, Dr. Darwin, but alas, will you follow them? What if I stay here on this side and hold a tether and then I I can lower you down in case it's dangerous and maybe you can rescue the others and we could be heroes? Very well. Are you okay? Yes, sometimes the parasites that I have ingested uh, (laughs) tickle me in just the wrong way, and I cannot contain it. You see, it comes out as a uh, string of uncontrollable uh, words. (laughs) Yes, that makes perfect sense. I'll go look for a rope or something and uh, lower you down then. (laughs) Is there something here, Scott, that I can use as a tether between the two spaces? There's a length of wire, insulated wire, fairly thick that you could probably use. That's perfect. If it's spooled, I'll just bring the whole spool in and uh, just kind of anchor that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You hold on tight. I'm probably strong enough to pull all three of you out, but, um, uh, you know, use your judgment, Dr. Loveless, or use the judgment you had prior to the parasites. The parasites, they simply fuel my brain power to be stronger, you see? Oh, I understand. Yes. Uh, your teeth. (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> and then Josephine broke herself. <laughs> I've been whitening them with cocaine. I'm glad you noticed. Should you ever not have need for them, might I have first claim to your teeth? <laughs> you see, I am a bit of a <laughs> collector. I think they found Darwin's weakness in terms of speaking. Uh, he's not sure what to say to that. Very well. If I'm tied up, I'll just jump into the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And with that, Rita disappears down the hole as well. And just as she does so, Charles hears a noise from behind him. Just a door opening. Okay. Coming through from a different part of the laboratory down there, looking back, you see that it's um, Quilla Jones, Alexander Quilla Jones, who's uh, a chemist who works down here sometimes. And he comes out and says, My God, man, what have you done? You've unbricked the portal. Why did you do that? No, Alexander, it was uh, it was Dr. Dester. I'm, I was simply here to try to uh, rescue the, the scientists who, who followed her down. We need to break that up immediately before anything else comes through. Oh. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't break it up. Dr. Lovelace is down there. Um, <laughs> if any more of those things are waiting on the other side, as came through before, I um, imagine she's already dead. Let's let's start breaking this up immediately. <laughs> Whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. What things? Are they, um, 
Uh, what, what kind of energy do they project? Whatever energy they project is the least of our worries, man. Quick, find some water. Yeah, man. Oh. Maybe you don't break me up in here. Lottie, Rita, and Vivian had to jump through this hole in the ground. Rita is still tied to this length of electrical cable. The other two of you, however, have got a bit of a head start. So, what do you notice? Well, you notice a few things, and I think perhaps Lottie will notice a bit more than the others. But, for a start... Yeah, you've come through into somewhere that is a lot warmer. The air is humid. It's really quite hot. I mean, Lottie's travelled a lot. I mean, this feels this feels tropical. This feels warmer than tropical. Oh. Yeah, you're somewhere where there's marshland or swamp and there's there's a lot of ferns growing, a lot of large ferns. Do they look like any kind of ferns that are in the world? Do I recognize these ferns? You could give me an ethnobotany roll. Oh, here we go. Let's bring those skills into it. Ooh, zero one. On a one, yeah, you're going to pick up quite a lot on this. So, <laughs> what you're asking about, are these any ferns that you'd encounter in the world? Yes and no. Ooh. I mean, you've recognised them as ferns and looking around. What's notable is that there don't seem to be too many other kinds of plants around here. It's really ferns, really quite big ferns in places. And there's perhaps something nagging at your mind as you're looking at them. And you realise what it is. You've never seen these in person. In fact, probably no one has. But you have seen fossils of them. Oh! <gasps> oh! <gasps> <gasps> Oh, Dr. Mitchell, I don't know if this will mean anything to you, but we seem to be in a place that has long lost specimens of plant life. <laughs> Although the biodiversity here is a bit disappointing, I must say. It's all ferns as far as the eye can see. Yeah. She's just like fully lost. In <laughs> the species you're looking at, or at least most of them, probably haven't been around since the Devonian period. Oh, wow. Oh. These haven't been around since the Devonian period, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that makes them 350 to 400 million years old. I, based off of that information, and what with physics and portals and whatnot, um, I think that her next internal question would be, does this seem like someplace where someone has just cultivated plants that they have found from the past, they've like brought these back, or have we somehow traveled in time? Have we temporarily moved? Ooh, good question. Given the general plant life that's around here and, yeah, actually now some of the insect life that you're looking at, on that zero one, yeah, I won't ask you to make any further rolls. This does not look like someone has cultivated something. Yeah, from, from the atmosphere, from the insects, it does look like Maybe you are in the Devonian period. Dr. Mitchell, Dr. Mitchell, I think that we may have, we may have travelled in time, as, as, as bizarre as that might sound. And look at these insects, some of them may be parasitic. Dr. Lovelace, 
Dr. Lovelace! Lovelace! <laughs> and I think that's the point at which Dr. Lovelace comes barreling down through a hole in the sky with a length of cable attached to her. What? Like a really shit bungee. <laughs> Hello? Dr. Dester and Dr. Mitchell, are you out there? Rita, Rita, look at these bugs. Are any of them something that you might be interested in? Oh, bugs, yes. Oh, oh, perhaps. Look at the mandibles on that one. Oh. <laughs> Look at the mandibles on that one. <laughs> yes, I have my parasites on you. But I don't Rita, you're always a cut up. Love taking you on trips. <laughs> oh, stop, stop, stop. Yes, let me have a closer look. And I'm going to take out my opera glasses. <gasps> oh. Nice. Let me go ahead and cross that off. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> in which case, yeah, give me a spot hidden roll as you're looking around. Ooh. Is she still suspended from the air? I think she's landed on the ground, but she's still got the cable tied around her. 62 still passes for me, so it's just a regular success. Nice. Where is Dr. Darwin? Dr. Darwin is at the other end of this leash of sorts that he has entangled me within. Is he holding on to it? I do hope so. Well, then we should bring him down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, there doesn't seem to be any danger here. Oh. <laughs> it's all plants and bugs. All three of us start pulling. <laughs> On three, ladies. Considering Rita was looking through the opera glasses, perhaps you're saying that as the other two are pulling on the cable. But what Rita notices, just as she's saying that there's no danger around here... No danger, none. Yeah, I mean, you look around, there's, there's a huge dragonfly that's about the size of your head flying past, and <gasps> some flies that look absolutely fascinating. And there, through all the dead foliage that's on the ground, there's something moving through the foliage, under the foliage, Foliage that's coming towards you that, yeah, for a moment it perhaps looks like it's just a trick of the magnification of the opera glasses. But no, it really is that big. Coming up distressingly close to you through all this dead foliage is a centipede about the size of a car. Ah, what? <laughs> so on. Wait, that's your phobia. You can't do that. <laughs> On these opera glasses is also a parabolic microphone, which I would like to turn on as I am <laughs> observing and say, Now, as you see, we are in some dense foliage. There is much death in these leaves. And if we look over yonder, you will see that through this foliage, there's a crackling and movement happening where a rather, oh my, large form is coming straight out. Oh, it's coming towards us. It's <laughs> the largest centipede I've ever seen. My gods, no one will believe this. Uh, Dr. Dester, Dr. Mitchell, Hark. Hark. Dr. Dester and Dr. Mitchell at this point are pulling on this cable. And three. <laughs> Two. Go. Yes. That's amazing. Please let him uh, piss his pants on the way down. <laughs> like, this is my last change. He may be much stronger than us. I don't know. Well, there's also the fact that he'd been distracted by the other scientist. So 
Let's have a luck roll. In fact, let's make this a group luck roll. So whoever's got the lowest luck out of the four of you gets to make a luck roll for everyone. Wait, which one's lucky, going down or staying up? It depends for who, which party. I'll feel better with you down here. My luck is 65, I think. Same for me. I'm 50. My luck's really high, so. So I'm at a lowest with the 50? It sounds like it. 61. Vivian pulls on this cable, and there's a bit of slack. You pull, you pull, you pull, Mm. and then the end of the cable falls down and lands in your midst. (gasps) Oh! Oh dear. Hmm. Yes, maybe I will help you break it. Oh, what the? (laughs) (laughs) As the spore goes down the hole. (laughs) Not to worry. She takes the end of the wire, which I'm assuming has fallen straight down from where it was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) From where it was. Yeah. And she says she takes... Out of her bag, she produces a floating rat. She ties the end of the wire to the floating rat, and then she just releases it back up. There we are. Yes! The rat is floating up very slowly, even more slowly, because it's got this heavy cable attached to it, and it's going up just inches at a time. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, let's add another rat on. I have <laughs> Increase the velocity. Ah, excellent. While you're doing all this rat bondage... (laughs) Rat bondage? (laughs) There is the small matter of a very large centipede coming towards you at speed. Don't mind the giant centipede. (laughs) Are they carnivorous? I think you're about to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Depends on the species, because I have... Studied all manner of uh, parasites and bugs, you see, and various critters. And seeing as we are now dwarfed by the size of this centipede, I would say we are the critters ourselves. We have become the prey. Oh, well, that won't do. (laughs) Yes, perhaps we should run. I mean, (laughs) is there any possibility that these ferns have either sedative or incendiary properties? Because when in doubt, can we set the shit on fire? (laughs) Tune in to your next Call of Cthulhu game. (laughs) It depends. Do you have? The weird science pop talent. I don't have the weird science pop talent. I do have an alchemical set. Ooh. Not the same thing, but... You may be able to, with a bit of time, create something toxic or incendiary out of them. But it will take a bit of time, and that's one thing you don't really have at this very moment. You might be able to buy yourself some time. Do you require fire? I, I feel as though we should we should avail ourselves of any weaponry or weapon-like defences. It is time for the parasitic energy conduit. <laughs> ah, I've never seen it in action. What a delight. This day is, has become such an adventure. <laughs> you see, it shall use the metabolic activity of parasites as a bioenergy. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I don't know what has come over me. I'm turning into Christopher Walken. 
<laughs> wow, who knew that the Matt Berry Christopher Walken oh, line was actually yeah. very, <laughs> yeah, very close. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's a wonderful afternoon. <laughs> I just absolutely adore the fact that you're standing there explaining how your device works as this monstrous centipede is barreling towards you. <laughs> yes, as I'm taking it out. As the parasites you see are digesting food and growing, they release energy in the form of low-level electrical impulses, and they are captured by a network of fine wires <laughs> and micromechanical elements in the PEC, <laughs> and then converted into usable form of electrical energy, such as powering small motors. <laughs> If this were a film or a TV program, the camera would be cutting backwards and forwards between Rita and this centipede. Every time it cuts back towards the centipede, it looks like it's about to get to you. Then it cuts back to Rita. Then it cuts back to the centipede and it's about to get to you. (laughs) Give us more examples. Ten more examples of what it can do. It could potentially be used as a low-power defibrillator or other devices or a signaling device, emergency beacon, or perhaps a small fire. Hmm. The defibrillator and the fire seem the most relevant to this particular situation. This has been very much illuminating. Thank you so much for the absolutely thorough breakdown of all of these capabilities that you possess. <laughs> the parasites are in this right now because it's like active and I want to tr- try and use this to light the area like between us and the centipede like on fire, like the brush that's between us. <laughs> this is the weird science gadget, by the way. <laughs> what is Rita's dexterity? Uh, 55. The centipede is faster. Oh. So as you're fumbling and getting the the device ready to shoot at the creature or the space between the two of you... I might explain how it works first. (laughs) If it hadn't been for all the monologuing, you might have been able to pull it off. But no, the creature is there. (laughs) And it lunges towards you. It, It rears up on its legs and just towers above you like one of these huge swaying ferns and then just collapses on top of you or tries to. These huge mandibles dripping venom trying to bite into you. Hmm. Okay. The disrespect. What are you doing about this? Could I place the input of this parasitic energy conduit, like, to be exactly where this is going to land and try to move my own body out of the way? Because I think that the energy that this thing would provide would probably be nuts. (laughs) This is good. This is good. In which case, I will treat that as fighting back. So you'd need to make a fighting brawl roll, basically, to get it in exactly the right place. Can you do a bonus die on a brawl roll? I mean, you can. Well, okay, so basically, like, Lottie wants to get in the mix here. (laughs) Yes. I can either, like, assist Rita with, like... Powders or something, or I could just jump on this thing. Like I could just like like start to physically get involved with the centipede. Yeah, sure. Or like yeah, like kind of tackle her, support her. What is Lottie's dex? 
Lottie's Dex is 80. Oh, you are actually nice. faster than the centipede. So if you wanted to distract it by jumping on it, or if you wanted to... What was the other thing you were suggesting doing, trying to help get the device into position? Or knocking Rita out of the way. But honestly, I, I mean, like, I kind of feel like uh, if I could, like, jump on it and then start using any of the corrosive <laughs> stuff that I have. Well, first of all, then, yes. if you want to jump on it, give me a fighting brawl roll just to see whether you can grab hold of it while it's writhing around. And I think it's going to try bucking you off. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. Okay, so my fighting brawl, uh, you know what? What you gonna do, boo? I rolled a 65 and I have 40. You can spend luck. Yeah, if you spend 25 luck. I'm gonna spend 25 luck. This is the way. Okay, so you're spending 25 luck and leaping onto the back of this centipede. Yeah. Okay. Fuck me. They have little antenna, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. So jumps on the back and grabs onto those antennas and tries to steer this thing around. Here we go. No, no, no. No, you leave her alone. <laughs> so you're basically riding it like a giant space hopper. Yes. And I'll hold the device and say, fuel my science <laughs> to try and ask you to guide it. What was Vivian doing while all this chaos is kicking off around her? Vivian is a natural student, and she has been enraptured with the breakdown that Dr. Loveless is going through with these parasitics. So, like, when I say Vivian is hanging on every word right now, she was probably making, like, side eye contact with the centipede as it was approaching. But it wasn't, like, fear as much as it was irritation that she was about to be interrupted. And at the point that this thing is now here, and she's still getting ready, like, um, Dr. Loveless, if you, if you might have a moment, I have a list of inquiries that I would like to uh, engage with you in regards to, and the centipede is there. And I think she's just going to reach into the pocket because, of course, this long wool skirt has pockets. Mm -hmm. uh, pull out her 32 revolver and not even looking at the creature, <laughs> just like aim at it and fire and then go right into her line of inquiry. So when you made the statement that the metal, the electromagnetic field in regards to this particular mm -hmm. device is harnessing what type of properties when it comes to the bang parasites? Because I have some theories on it's one of those type of silly situations. I require it alive. <laughs> Lottie, Lottie on the centipede is like, steady on. <laughs> At least look where you're shooting. <laughs> what is Vivian's dex? A 90. Oh, blimey. Holy wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Vivian be out here, honey. <laughs> so, yeah, you are pulling out this gun and shooting at the centipede before it has a chance to try to eat Rita. So, yes, go for it. Give me a, a firearms roll. And it, I'll tell you what, you can have two bonus dice on this because it's close up and it is very large. <laughs> oh, I love this for us right now. So we are looking at a 34, <gasps> which is a regular success. A 14 is a hard success. Nice. Uh, the damage is booty, though. Ooh. You could spend a bit of luck and turn that into an impale. This is exactly what we're going to do. This is, oh, gracious keeper, may <laughs> I burn the luck to turn that into an impale? You absolutely can. Uh, Maisie. You're firing a 32, did you say? Yes, sir. Yes. That 32 revolver, yep. So you rolled a one, you'd add another eight to it, so you're doing nine damage there. So, yeah, you have blown a chunk out of this thing. It's not fatal, but it will have to make a con roll. Oh, Levela says she wanted it alive. This would be amazing if it failed that con roll and just fell unconscious. Yeah. I would be so delighted. 
fail this roll. <laughs> Show me something like an 87. Ooh. Yeah, I rolled a 23, so <laughs> it is not very happy about having had a chunk of its flesh blown out, but it's not stopping it from trying to have its meal. That's fair. Dr. Loveless, I, I apologize. I would really appreciate the opportunity to pick up my line of inquiry after we resolve this imminent threat that might kill all three of us. Ah, uh, yes, yes, in a moment. <laughs> can I just try and place the, my machine just so? You can, but the centipede is going to get a chance to try to eat you first. No! Oh, no! Okay, can I still do, like, what I was trying to do? I guess, like, some sort of... You can fight back, and and you can have a bonus die on this as well, because you are effectively ganging up on it. <laughs> Don't eat her, I still have questions. <laughs> Ooh. <gasps> oh, here we go. Yeah. Why? I actually succeeded <laughs> on the fighting brawl roll, which was not high to begin with for me. Oh, no. But then I rolled a zero mm -hmm. six. So that's an extreme success. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For science, I've got the machine directly just above me. <laughs> and yeah, you're holding it in place. Yes, above me. <laughs> As this gigantic set of mandibles comes down and just clamps into your shoulder, lifting you off the ground and taking a chunk of flesh out. I just realized there's way more hit points in this. <laughs> yes. You're a meteor impulse. I, I thought I was just about to die. I was getting ready to die. <laughs> no, it's good that you've got a lot more hit points because you're taking 12 hit points of damage straight off. Oof. Fuck me. And I would like you as well to make a constitution roll as the venom gets pumped into your system. Okay. Got a 38 under 65. Okay, it needs to be an extreme constitution roll. It has to be extreme? Yeah, for you to take reduced damage from this. Oh. You got luck to burn? Oh yeah, I'll burn 25. Here we go, here we go. Burn 25, luck. Make that an extreme. We're glaring at you, Scott. <laughs> so you're taking... Oh, that's good, because... Instead of the 14 points of damage you would have taken from the Venom, you're only taking seven now. Jeez. Almost dead. Bastard. For science! <laughs> <laughs> but is it going to make contact, since it's eating me and this machine's above my head, with the machine and therefore electrically charge it? It absolutely is. And... I'm trying to think what kind of fucking roll you should make for this, because it's not really a combat roll, but I suppose it is. I suppose it's a... Oh, God. I suppose it's a fighting brawl roll, basically, to jam the device into the creature. So, yeah. All right. Let's have a fighting brawl roll off you. Well, I was trying to get it to uh, cause fire, right? Like, it, to just, like, light it on fire. Oh, sorry, you'd want to do that instead of converting it into energy? Well, I think the... Um, were you not listening to the explanation of how this thing works? <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the many applications. 
<laughs> it already takes the metabolic activity of the parasite as an energy source. So if it connects, then it's, I have the energy and it's just outputting it, especially like having a giant energy source like this versus my tiny parasites <laughs> should be like a much bigger reaction. <laughs> well, it sounds like you only really need to make physical contact with it then. So considering it's got its mandibles stuck into you, Let's say that that's not going to be very difficult because you are fairly seriously connected at the moment. So if you're only trying to touch it, let's just say <laughs> make a fighting brawl roll and as long as you don't fumble it, you're going to do this. Could I argue <laughs> that this is a like a science roll instead of like a parasitology um, no, I don't think so, because this is very much the physical <laughs> act of trying to jam this machine into the creature. All right. Okay. Oh, I succeeded. Great. Whew, wasn't a fumble. Ah. Do you want to describe for all of us, really, <laughs> what's happening here as you're ramming this, this gadget into yeah. this monstrous centipede? The machine is above my head and these mandibles come down and go, oh, shit, and <laughs> jam the device like into its mouth at the same time. And it sort of erupts into flames because it's never been connected to a parasite's energy that's like so <laughs> giant. Yes. The flames like leap out of this device like there's a... Con conductor thingy? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Science! <laughs> Science! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. And I feel like it's like almost actually like electric beams that jump out of it and ignite it on fire, you know? And I think maybe it shocks me a little bit in the process of like, ah, yes, the power of science. <laughs> <laughs> and can it get set on fire? I don't know. Please, Keeper? Yeah, I think so. The air is filled with the, <laughs> the very distinctive, despite the fact that you've never smelt it before, smell of cooking centipede. Mm -hmm. And Ew. while this is happening and the creature is writhing around in agony, being cooked from the inside, let's cut back to the basement <laughs> of the, <laughs> the society. So Charles and Quilla Jones are standing there in the cell. You've just heard this bump, bump, bump sound as the, the spool unspooled and just turned around in time to see the last of the cable disappear down this hole. Oh my god, it's it's too late for them. I I should have just pulled her back up. I could have at least saved Dr. Lovelace. Her, <laughs> her research is the only uh, research of the three of them that was worth a damn anyway. <laughs> I don't know. What, what should we do? We we must find a bricklayer. Okay. Um do you think maybe we should <laughs> Test the portal a little more and see if maybe there are any survivors. Maybe we can lower more wires. I don't think you understand, man. The creatures that came up through that portal before, I'm certain that's why Dr. Graham disappeared. He was working here late one night and 
We found the most dreadful bloodstains and scuff marks around here. And oh, this was after a, a couple of the servants had disappeared down here before as well. And uh, <laughs> I, none of us understood how the portal worked. And it just seemed logical to brick it all up. If, if we can't control it, then, well, uh, we could at least neutralize it. Right. What, what kind of creature was it? Is it? I don't know. I didn't see it, but from the marks on the ground, it it did look very large. Very large. He kind of looks back to the hole, out of character, hoping the rats flown through the portal. <laughs> I'm imagining the rats just going up like inches at a time, dragging this heavy cable up. <laughs> yes. They look down and then they see this large predator thing. Uh, they sense the danger and then they start doing the like. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The air swimming. Oh, yes. <laughs> listen, listen to me, man. Dr. Mitchell's down there and, um, well, you, you know her gentle word and her tender breath. Uh, <laughs> Okay, it seems like the predator's actually upstairs and not down the portal. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think the two of us could tap into a wellspring of human potential. Oh, God. Ah. We have to try to save them, her, them, uh, any of them, but mostly Dr. Mitchell is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's do it like this, man. I am going to... Go upstairs, find a runner to go out and look for a bricklayer. While that happens, I'm going to lock you in here so that if anything comes out through that portal, it only devours you and not the rest of us. If you want to use your time here to try to save your paramour, then (laughs) very well. Your paramour. (laughs) But, uh... I'm fully expecting to find either your dismembered remains or just a a few sorry traces of blood when I come back. Do we have an understanding? Good. I'm I'm glad we had this conversation. I will probably not see you later. That's better than unrequited love, to be honest. Uh. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What is An 11th hour bid for sympathy. (laughs) We'll get you nowhere, Cap. I'll test the portal while you're gone and um, make sure nothing gets through. I'm quite strong. He shut the door and he's locking it at this stage. (laughs) But he's still talking to him like he's up against the door whispering. (laughs) I have equipment. Can I test the portal? I have equipment to detect like magnetism, uh, magnetic fields and uh, electricity. Then, yeah, you could give me a... Mesmerism roll, I guess. <laughs> Why is this life right now? Uh, what? How did we get here? <laughs> I am going to do that. I'll spend eight points of luck to make that a success. In which case, yes, this portal is perplexing you because Wallace is mm. clearly some kind of, well, portal. There is no energy per se around it. It just seems to be... Can I use library use to see if there are any documents that Dr. Graham kept about the portal to learn about it? Oh. I mean, since you've got time. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you could be down there for years. Yes, yeah, yeah, by all means. Then if you want to do that, yeah, let's have a library user role. Great. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> That's the spirit. Okay, I failed. I'd like to push the roll. Uh, how are you going to do that? I want to like rummage and break some of the stuff on his desk that could potentially be hazardous. Anything that might put me in, in physical danger. Oh, you absolutely can. Wait, what's happening? <laughs> no, I'm like recklessly looking for files, like knocking over cages and uh, knocking into, into beakers full of mysterious liquids. Gotcha. <laughs> Just a thing. <laughs> you know how physicists have beakers of liquids on their desks? It's what they're known for. Uh, I thought he was a chemist for some reason. Right. I uh, I did fail. Science! Science! <laughs> oh, good for you, failing a push roll in the 11th hour of a game. I'm proud of you, Cup. Thank you. <laughs> so, in the process of digging through all this paperwork, yes, you do actually find his notebook, but in the process of doing so, you knock over some strange device that you thought might have been a paperweight or something, and it lands on the ground. And... Yeah, there is this crackling sound of energy that comes from it. And all of a sudden, you feel your, your feet lifting off the ground. Of course. Yes! <laughs> You're a rat! <laughs> and also floating! <laughs> oh, eat it! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content and special programming, please join our wolf pack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you and good luck out there.